this bulletin, a new report reveals closing the gap will fail unless fundamental changes are implemented. Several protesters descend on Canberra, calling for greater action by the federal government to end the war in Gaza. And the federal government set to introduce the final piece of its industrial relations bill. from the Productivity Commission indicates a profound shift in the way governments conduct business with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, communities and organisations is needed to close the gap. The Commission has reviewed the 2020 Closing the Gap Agreement signed by all Australian governments along with the Coalition of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Peak Organisations. Parties had committed to mobilising all avenues available to them to overcome the entrenched inequalities faced by too many Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people so that their life outcomes are equal to those of all Australians. The Productivity Commission's review calls for a radical change in approach by all governments, including the public service, because they've failed to fully grasp the nature and scale of change required to meet the obligations they signed. New Zealand has welcomed in the country's National Day, Waitangi Day, with a dawn service in the far north, drawing thousands from across the spectrum of Kiwi life. The Governor-General, Prime Minister, Defence Force Chiefs and religious leaders were among a record crowd to brave an early start at the Waitangi Treaty Grounds. The Waitangi National Trust staged the traditional non-denominational Christian service at the birthplace of the nation. In 1840, a treaty was struck between Maori chiefs and the British Crown, laying the foundation for New Zealand. A number of protesters from across the country have descended on Canberra, calling for the federal government to take greater action in ending the war in Gaza. The protesters are asking for the government to stop supporting Israel in their military operations in Gaza, which have left thousands of people dead. Gaza has been left devastated by the ongoing conflict with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu saying he's determined to wipe out the remaining Hamas forces which have gathered in the southern part of the enclave. Green's leader Adam Band has called on the parliament to act on the humanitarian crisis. And it is vital that we act today and that standing and sessional orders be suspended and that this parliament reverses its position in support of the invasion because people are dying and the situation is getting worse by the hour. The government is hopeful of negotiating support for the final piece of its industrial relations reforms today. Part 2 of the so-called Closing Loopholes Bill includes changing the definition of casual work, increasing protections for gig workers and provisions for a right to disconnect. Support from the crossbench is needed to pass the bill. Tasmanian Senator Jackie Lambie says she's concerned about the impact of the reforms on business. Businesses themselves are doing it really tough out there and I don't see that getting any better um, throughout the year. And I just think, you know, for somebody or a party that comes out and says we want to lessen red tape, um, I think that quite some parts of this bill have actually just put more red tape on top and that is not what businesses in Australia need. 
Prime Minister Antonio Albanese says the majority of women workers will benefit from his government's planned changes to the Stage 3 tax cuts. Mr Albanese attended a breakfast event this morning in Adelaide alongside several other senators and MPs held by the United Nations Women. It comes after the opposition stated their intent to support the government's revisions to the Stage 3 tax cuts. Mr Albanese says his government's decision to make the tax changes was largely based on their impact on women. Part of our process of agreeing to put forward legislation on tax changes to make sure that people weren't left behind is focused on the impact on women. 90% of women will get a larger tax cut than they were going to get and 100% of women will get more. New South Wales Premier Chris Means has hit back at claims that his government's new housing plan will cause frictions in Sydney's inner city areas. The New South Wales government plans to turbocharge the contribution, the construction of new affordable residences close to train stations in an effort to address the state's housing crisis. It follows statements by the state's treasurer who said New South Wales needs to take immediate action to ensure young people will be in a position to buy a house. Mr Mainz says this is an issue that cannot be postponed. We're actually, for the first time in a long time, trying to engage with this issue, bring along local governments, have practical changes to zoning and planning so that young people can have a place to live in Sydney. That is really the end of the day. And in the papers this morning, there was a report suggesting that we're not going to meet our targets. Then you had some mayors in the radio, on the radio this morning saying we were going too far. I mean, ultimately, we believe we're getting the balance right. I'm not saying there's going to be friction. Leaders from across the world, including Prime Minister René Albanese, have sent messages of support following King Charles' cancer diagnosis. King Charles has postponed all public duties while he undergoes treatment for the disease. Buckingham Palace says this, this separate condition was uncovered after a recent prostate operation. United States Secretary of State Antony Blinken says Hamas has responded to a proposal for a ceasefire in the Middle East. The details of that proposal have yet to be disclosed, but officials from Qatar who helped mediate the deal said the response from Hamas was positive. It comes after almost four months of war between Hamas and Israel in Gaza, which erupted following attacks by Hamas in southern Israel on October the 7th. Mr. Blinken says the response from Hamas is currently being examined and he believes an agreement on all sides is possible. So together with Qatar and Egypt, we put forward, as you know, a serious proposal that was aimed at not simply repeating the previous agreement, but expanding it. Uh, As the Prime Minister just said, Hamas responded tonight. We're reviewing that response now. Uh, and I'll be discussing it with the government of Israel tomorrow. There's still a lot of work to be done, but we continue to believe that an agreement is possible and indeed essential, uh, and we will continue to work relentlessly to achieve it. Tougher penalties are in sight for retailers caught selling illegal vapes after more than $1 million worth of the contraband was seized in raids across Sydney. Police uncovered more than 30,000 illegal vapes in secret rooms, drawers and behind fake walls and ceiling panels in a blitz on 60 retailers in the city's southeast. Health Minister Ryan Parker 
Ryan Park has said the New South Wales government is determined to make it as difficult as possible to access vapes. It's already illegal in the state to sell nicotine vapes without a prescription to people under 18. Further changes in March are expected to outlaw personal importation and the importation of non-therapeutic vapes. And to sport in football, Jordan have stunned South Korea 2-0 in the Asian Cup semi-finals and will attempt to claim the trophy for the first time on Sunday. After a goal-less first half, the Jordanians were able to find two goals by Yazan Al-Naimat and Musa Al-Tamari to shock the South Koreans, who were considered heavy favourites after Japan had been knocked out earlier in the week. Jordan are placed 87th in the FIFA World Rankings, a hoping 64 places lower than their opponents. They will now await the winner of the second semi-final between Iran and Qatar to see who they will need to compete against to get their hands on the trophy. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Brome, partly cloudy, no, partly sunny rather, top of 33, Perth, sunny 36, Adelaide, mostly sunny, 27, Melbourne, partly cloudy, 23, Hobart, similar conditions, 23, Albury-Wodonga, mostly sunny, 27, Canberra, similar conditions, 24, Wollongong, a shower or two, 23, Sydney, a shower or two as well, at the top of 25, Newcastle, showers, 24, Brisbane, a shower or two, 32, Townsville, mostly sunny, 33. Cairns, partly cloudy, 33. Alice Springs, similar conditions, 32. Darwin, partly cloudy, 33. And the Torres Strait Islands, similar forecast, and a top of 32 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. 